Our listener Joey has been in touch with the programme. She's getting married at the end of the year and she met with Jimmy Lamb to tell him about the financial challenges she's facing. Hi, morning, Joey. So I know you're getting married soon, so um, congratulations. And when will it happen? Well, my wedding will be, it's planning to happen in end of this year, uh, 20th of December this year. Right, and can I ask how long ago did you start the planning with your husband-to-be? Well, actually, the proposal is not long ago. It was in end of end of December uh, uh, last year in 2018. So it's uh, everything has to be to be um, stressed in less than one year. So actually, we 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 are planning everything right after the lunar uh, Chinese new uh, Chinese New Year, uh, because there you know there's a lot of celebration in family side. So we we are so we are so um, running out of time to plan that. So right after we start to looking for everything, including uh, of course the, the the wedding gown, the most importantly, and and also the venue, and uh, and later on uh, we managed to get our uh, makeup makeup artist and uh, photographer etc so basically uh, most the the um, important stuff are fixed so we are looking at the rundown and lawyer and stuff right and uh, during this process what difficulties um, do you encounter and um, what have what do you think are the most expensive items that kind of impact you financially um, I think the first month will be the most difficult time for both of us because we have uh, we have different op- opinion uh, towards the budget, uh, how we should hold a ceremony, uh, like should we go overseas? But what if if someone we we want to invite cannot uh, come to our wedding, like the elderly uh, family member? So. Uh, we finally we fix in Hong Kong, and because both of us are quite uh, introvert person, and we we really don't like to we we just want to invite someone that are very close with us. They want to be um, really see and feel how we feel. So that's the the the, the struggle because you know <laughs> some of the the time is that. If you plan a local wedding, you have to invite almost everyone you know. That's what we don't want to do. And of course, you will spend more. And to make sure you don't spend more, you have to find a venue that maybe you don't like and just to fit the, um, the capacity. So that's really a headache for us. So, um, but we managed to get a venue that we really like and uh, with a limited um, numbers of table. And uh, the thing is, my fiance encouraged me so much um, after some discussion is that just go for what you want. Because sometimes Chinese people will be limited, the thought will be limited by the tradition, um, why you are not inviting uh, ABC, ABC but, person, but, but actually you're not really close with them. So my fiance. Um, what what he told me really comforted me and go for what I really want to do for my wedding. Right, and you mentioned a lot about the, the different items. Um, so how how do you feel the impact? Is it a big amount? Um, what's your budget like? Is it like five digit number or six digit number? 
that you plan this plan? Uh, at first, we just put down some numbers in a very in a Excel table and very casually, and are just oh, um, we we should be able to complete everything within say thirty thousand. But actually, because uh, both of us are, are quite uh, like um, we we like quality stuff, and uh, we we absolutely want to go for something that it's um, more premium. So uh, right now our budget has increased to almost uh, fifty thousand, and yeah, I think that should be the maximum we should spend on a wedding. Right, and um, um, regarding um, your financial um, personal finance, um, how do you handle your personal finance currently, and do you plan to use um, both of your savings to um, to fund this wedding? Uh, well, I think for me, I'm more like uh, I, I I spend quite a lot. So uh, basically, I I just I have a certain money putting in some fund like a long term fund, and uh, that's for my retirement. Uh, but most of my saving is just um, uh, because I want to make my cash flow more like fluid. So I just put it in my uh, current account so basically it's all saving and uh, I don't buy like short-term stock because I'm not very um, uh, good at it so just basically saving and of course and uh, most of the most of the uh, spending on my wedding is not uh, my let's say the salary a salary it's more on uh, from the bonus so it makes me feel better in that way <laughs> Okay, and um, going forward, looking ahead, um, what kind of financial objectives um, you and your husband to be have? Uh, financial objective. Um, I think we are the lucky one. We don't. We are not very uh, uh, like uh, very on a tight budget, and family did support us a little bit. So basically, we just want to live a happy life, <laughs> be a happy wife. You've just heard our listener Joey talking about her financial challenges and objectives once she's married. To get her prepared for married life, Jimmy Lamb went to speak to financial manager Jesse Lee. Hi, morning Jesse. Joey mentioned the budget and um, that she and her husband originally tried to spend 30000 but uh, on the wedding, but later raised to 50000 So I guess it's a common question for many listeners is that uh, when it comes to budgeting, uh, we try to we tend to spend more than we originally <laughs> allocate ourselves to spend. Um, would you have any of good advice on how to better execute the plan to yeah. stay within budget? Yeah, sure, Jimmy. And I think for the wedding budgeting, nowadays in Hong Kong to budget 50000 to plan a wedding ceremony, I think it is quite challenging. Yeah, but I think this is still possible because the point is to make everything simple. And I would suggest Joey to use our wedding budget planner to budget every details and to estimate the cost in advance, especially the core expenses like the rings or the wedding dress and the cost of honeymoon. And I guess um, Joey's mentioned um, her portfolio is mainly on the current account uh, savings with um, not much long-term um, funds or for investment. And um, what do you make of that? And do you have any good advice for her? Um, I don't know if Joey has any savings or investment habits, and I will encourage her to set a fixed amount or a fixed 
percentage of her income to save her money regularly and to divide into um, different account, maybe put some money into an emergency fund and to keep the flexibility. And then after that, Julie should find out what is her risk tolerance. So if she's an aggressive investor, she may invest in the stock or the mutual funds. So and if she's a moderate or conservative investor, she may put the money into a five to 10 year saving plan. And you mentioned um, to evaluate her situation, mm. and I guess um, it is also wise to get her husband to be involved in the financial planning, right? Mm -hmm. yep. But um, when it comes to couples like uh, those married or getting to married stage uh, couples, would you advise them to have joint accounts so that they can manage the money together or? Is it not wise to do so? <laughs> <laughs> I think a joint account is a very good tool to manage our family expenses. And I suggest them to talk it before they get married because you know a lot of financial problems, maybe it will cause a lot of arguments. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when you see others, uh, if you use a joint account, then the others would have the visibility to see how much you spend, right? Yeah. So kind of agreeing on um, what to spend and what not to spend, it's yeah. kind of key for the couple. Yeah, I think it's good for the relationships. That's yes, well, right. <laughs> and also, uh, well, talking about relationship, um, Joey also mentioned um, she doesn't have a very specific uh, financial goal or objective. Mm -hmm. um, she wants to pursue its happiness. Um, yeah. But I guess happiness, you need for happiness. I mean, if you want happiness, you mm. need to have some kind of financial stability mm. so that you don't need to worry. Uh, when my next meal is coming from, right? Um, so how would you advise on um, listeners to um, kind of pursue an optimal level of, of wealth level to get the happiness and also not, uh, also good financial sound? Yeah, I think that is a very good question. And lots of the people want a happy life, um, but we are lazy to plan our money. So I suggest everybody should think about the future and to set a financial plan. And it is very simple to ask yourself, do you have a budget? So a budget is simply plan for spending. So to learn how to best use of your money. And if you spend everything you get and without any financial planning for your future, it causes stress and worry. So a financial plan is a tool to help you to live out your happy life. So I guess you mean um, try to put down all the items that you want to spend in the coming few years and um, and try to, I guess you need to have some estimate in your plan, right? Like to mm -hmm. estimate how much seller increment um, in the future years that you have. Yeah, and on the other hand, I think um, especially for the young people, we may think about what is the meaning of happiness. Yeah, because I believe life is not only about money. Yeah, so uh, I heard one of the best silent book, Purpose Driven Life, and the author Rick Warren often said, and happiness is a choice and you are as happy as you choose to be. So we have to learn how to balance our life and money and to remember that money only can fulfill the short-term happiness. For example, um, after you travel to Japan, you did a, um, a very happy shopping, the happiness is just temporary. But uh, if you want a long-lasting happiness, 
happiness, I think, is is not finding things or money, but the relationship. So、uh, for sure, that、um, money is good, but you may to think about how to invest in yourself and how how to use your money to help other people. That was financial manager Jesse 